Hello and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we're getting into episode two of season six as we go over, or as we discuss, uh, number 99 on the AFI thrills list, Speed. Speed. And before we get started, here's a fraught question. How was your week? My week was really difficult. Um... I've had some uh, back issues that uh, that I've been dealing with for quite a while. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, I started feeling dizzy and having instances of neuropathy and things like that. And so um, I went into the doctors, and this is after, I think, something like nine months. Yes, something like that. And discovered that I uh, had a... A spinal infection yep. in two of my vertebrae, uh, or vertebrae, I don't know. Anyhow, and so uh, as it turns out, we've spent the last two weeks in and out of the hospital trying to sort out exactly what's going on. And y'all, we still have no idea. No idea. The doctors are sending me from one doctor to the other, to physical therapy, to... There's been a lot of hospital visits. I haven't gone to work in the last two weeks. Yep, and we don't know when he will go back. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to go see, Lord willing, a therapist tomorrow, a physical therapist who does a lot of massage and things like that, so hopefully he'll get to the bottom of it. But it's been a really painful and kind of, yeah, exhausting couple of weeks. So aside from helping my other roommate take care of me, which I'm embarrassed about, how how was your week? Oh, you know, I'm worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly that. Uh, and frustrated at the American medical system in general, right. which anybody who's had to deal with it for any length of time knows exactly what I'm talking we about. We have a friend who lives in Austria mm-hmm. who is desperately trying to get me to visit there. Like, you know, you don't have to put up with all this. But, um, but yeah, it's it's just it is exhausting not knowing what's going on. Yeah, I want you to see a neurologist, and I don't know how to make that happen. Yeah. So that's sort of our next steps. Yep. We're going to try and record and release on a schedule, and we'll try and keep that bit of normalcy. We padded out some watches and some records, so hopefully we will continue to do that yeah. and, and uh, be able to work around any issues you might be having. Also, hopefully your issues will start Diminish as time goes and on, and you yes. will get stronger. That mm. is the goal, ultimately. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's ru- it's, ru- it's rough over here. It's rough over here. Uh, but other than that, you know, we're yeah. just trucking along, doing yep. our best. Doing our best. This isn't the best reason to leave up the Christmas tree. It's festive, and also, yes. ain't nobody got time for I that. Falling <laughs> asleep a couple of nights in the living room, and it's just out. And I thought, oh, this is nice. I like the idea of how, how it feels out here sometimes, the tree on. If the sound is odd, we apologize. We are recording in our living room, which we've never recorded in. Ziggy right. may pop in and say some things. She's here now. She's full of opinions. She's quiet at, at the moment, but uh, I don't know what she has to say about speed. She may be as opinionated on it as I am. Uh, of course. We'll find out. Uh, you want to get started in yeah. this movie, then? Yeah. I All do. right. So, y'all, full disclosure, I am not late to this movie. I am right on time to this movie. I have seen this movie 
very possibly more times than I've seen any other movie. Oh, what wow. is your history with this film? My history is that I did not see the movie until years after it was released. And I, um, my old roommate, Forrest Folks, had a huge speed post that took up an entire wall nice. in our, our living room. And so I saw the movie later. It was, it was entertaining. I liked it. But I, have, I think I've seen it maybe once. In my lifetime? And now twice. Twice now. Because yes. now I made you watch it again. Yes. For this show. Mm. And we watched it. And what did you think? Did you like it? It was a lot of fun. It's so fun. It's a fun movie <laughs> that just keeps going from beginning to end. Have we done a Yonder Bont movie on this show before? Um, not that I can think of, no. I can't think of that either. I'm scroll. I'm scrolling... I'm scroll. No, nope. Yeah. No, we have not. I don't think so. Uh, so this movie is directed by Yonda Bond. Really? Yes, it's okay. his uh, directorial debut. Which I'm going to say it's not a bad direction no. in this film. That's no pretty impressive. Uh, ooh, here's a fun fact about Yonda Bond that Wikipedia has just informed me of. He was born to a Catholic family in Eindhoven, Netherlands. One of 17 children. Wow. Hey, it's a vagina, not a centaur. Good grief. Eh, crazy. Uh, so, he's the director. Uh-huh. Uh, the, it was written by Graham Yost, uh, who is, uh, ma'am, Biggie, stop playing with things that are just going to be a problem. Oh, he wrote on uh, Hey Dude and Herman's Head. Oh. And All he right. wrote this, and he wrote Broken Arrow, and he wrote Speed 2 Cruise Control, a movie I don't want to t- talk about ever. Okay. Uh, and then he he's the series creator of Justified, the okay. Timothy Oliphant vehicle that I have seen zero episodes of. Uh, he's also an executive producer of The Americans, another show that I've heard is quite good and have never seen. So that is our writer and director. Uh, and this movie stars in the in order in billing order. Okay. Keanu Reeves, uh huh, Dennis Hopper, well, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> that is the that is the order on the poster. That is the order in the credits. Uh, also starring Jeff Daniels and Joe Morton. Uh, but the f- top three are Reeves, Hopper, Bullock. I wonder what Sandra Bullock had done before this. Not a lot. I remember that she'd done like a TV movie on the Bionic Man. She was like the next generation of. Yeah, let's, yeah I, we think of her as ubiquitous now. Right. But let me uh, actually look and see. Of course, Wikipedia has a whole thing with Sandra Bullock bio, uh, uh, discography. Filmography. Filmography. So she uh, started in 1987. This movie came wow. out in 1994. Wow. Uh, uh, as a couple of thi- in a couple of things that uh, I've never heard of, Hangman, A Fool and His Money, Who Shot Patacongo, which are those those last two were uh, both direct video things. Uh-huh. And then she was in, in 1992's Love Potion Number no. Nine. I think that's probably what pe- most people okay. consider her first film. And then she was in a movie called The Vanishing. Oh yeah, that was a hard one. When the party's over. Uh, the thing called love, which I think I have seen, and Demolition Man. Okay, that's the one where I remember her coming to prominence. Yeah, but... so that is I I I think of early 
early Bullock as Love Potion number nine, Demolition Man and Speed. Those mm-hmm. are like the. Then she's also in something called Fire on the Amazon and Wrestling Ernest Hemingway, and then it's this. And then ne- the next year, uh, While You Were Sleeping, it uh-huh. comes out, and then it's The Net, and then it's A Time to Kill, and then it's... Right. So the uh, the <laughs> Vanishing, is this the film with um, the Jeff Bridges? Yes. and Okay, all right. Yes, it has Jeff Bridges. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland and yeah. Nancy Kravis, yeah. These are films I do not know, but yeah, that that is mm. how she started. All right. Um, but this this is and then Keanu Reeves, of course, um, was in Bill and Ted uh. and was in The River Wild before this. But this is also pretty early Keanu Reeves. Uh, let me see if he's got his own filmography Wikipedia. It should. Well, or they just put it all in his in his actual page. But no, there is a filmography. And uh, this, he started in 85, 89 was Bill and Ted and Parenthood, sort of, that was right. like his big, meh. and then Point Break in 91, and My Own Private Idaho, 92 was Dracula, 93 was Little Buddha, and not Much Ado About Nothing, and then 94 Speed. Oh, that's interesting. His, uh... He's been working with some amazing directors from the beginning then. Yeah, he, right. um... His whole filmography is super interesting. Oh, also we should note it, or note, I should note, I should be upfront and honest uh, in my Keanu Reeves opinion, which is um, I've loved him since I was a child and he can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when I went to Hollywood as a freshman in high school, uh-huh. I bought a photograph of Keanu Reeves from a street vendor. <laughs> I, I don't even know why that was a thing, right. but that was a thing. Like it's like a, like just like. Right. It was not a selfie, because I didn't have selfies in 1990. Right. This would have been 1995. Uh-huh. So right after this movie came out. Um, it's just a, a, just a regular photograph, huh. like, candid of Keanu Reeves. Well, he was on the street, so this vendor obviously, like, went to places, took pictures like paparazzi, and then right. sold the pictures. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and I had it forever. I don't know if I still do, but man. You probably do somewhere. You're 1995, just I was in love with him, and I'm still in love with him. He's the best. He's the best. And I love every version of him. I yeah. love a, I love a Bill and Ted, and I love a, you know, Always Be My Maybe, and I love a, you know, a John Wick. I he, love all of he them. He did a really good version of creating different Keanu Reeves Right? Yes. And so he could do Bill and Ted, and he could do Little Buddha, and he could do all these other sort of versions of him, and people confuse them often. Yes. I think sometimes they they miscast him. I Uh, think that's right. I also think that people think the fact that he's very quiet, and he's like un-introvert. Like, he is maybe the purest form of introvert that ever introverted. Um. And I, I thought uncharitably of his intelligence when I was right. younger as well. Because so I remember right when The Matrix came out, there was a an interview with him. And I don't know if it was edited for like this or if this is what happened. Uh-huh. But when asked what it was like to be a part of The Matrix, you know, right. which is a bad question. That's it's, a terrible question yeah. on, a, on a junket. Like, right. 
I don't, what, what are you looking for as an answer here? He went on to say the word great like six times in six different ways. Yeah. He's like, it's really, it's great. I just think everybody around me is really great. And the whole experience has been great. Like, he just like, I think, and, just, yeah. and I was like, oh. But these the interviews are also given end to end. Yes. No, absolutely. And so it was a great. fucking terrible question. Right. So I, I did not feel charitably about his intelligence before. But now I understand that he is a person who listens and does not speak very much. Yeah. Um, and is a very deep thinker of, mm. on things. I'm not purporting to know him, I, but I do love him very much. Performers who are rancateurs. There's the cat. So sorry, mm. we have a visitor. Some performers are rancateurs, yes. And, uh, and, a real Hugh Jackman. And yeah, and then there's <laughs> others who, and it's interesting how many there are who aren't. People like Harvey Keitel. Or uh, Robert De Niro, who do not seem quiet. To, they right. don't want to be. They out don't want to make eye contact nope. with you. They. My whole job is to pretend to be other people. I don't want to be myself right. in front of you for any reason. Like that's explicitly what I'm not good yeah. at. Um, and I feel like actors who are quote unquote method, like uh-huh. Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. get away with that because they're, you know, right. somehow above above it. Right. Jeffrey Wright is another one who I don't think do- handles people well no, no. <laughs> but they're just like well he's an artiste right. and because Keanu Reeves was Bill and Ted and uh, the Matrix they weren't going to give him art and exactly. he's not a dick who won't speak to you on a set if you don't call him by the right name <laughs> or whatever um, they, they kind of uh, underestimated him but his loveliness generally as a person uh-huh. combined with his just quietness. Right. I don't know. I love him. Mm. I love him very much. And I, I hear that he's wonderful to work with. I've heard that he's wonderful too. Yeah. And which is why he's still working, y'all. Right. <laughs> That's why he's still working. And the fact that he would do that will always be my maybe. If you guys haven't seen that movie, I, I, I uh, called it out when it came out. But he plays, quote unquote, himself uh-huh. in a in a in a very very funny uh-huh. way because he doesn't take Keanu Reeves yeah. <laughs> seriously yeah. right so uh it's very good it's very funny uh he gets to make fun of you know what people think about him or 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 celebrity in general like right. i'm like who acts like you you know somebody who acts who yeah, plays I'm like sure it does. and it's not you so who is it? It's very good. It's very good. But, all right. So let's get into this movie. We start, I totally forgot how this movie started. I was so excited when we started watching. I was so happy. Like, I couldn't stop moving. I was just thrilled. Uh, we start Jack Traven and Henry Temple. Uh, Keanu Reeves is Jack Traven. His partner is Jeff Daniels. That's uh, Harry Temple. They... Uh, are in a building in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, a bomb threat has been called in. Uh, there are people trapped on an elevator. Underneath that elevator, there is a uh, a wad. <laughs> That's what they keep referring it to. A, a bomb. There's a bomb uh-huh. underneath the elevator. And uh, they are told by their boss, Mac, who is uh-huh. Joe Morton, uh, which feels like 
Every time I see him as a cop, like the especially a a, a chief, a police chief or a lead detective right. in L.A. in the 90s, I'm like, that's just literally the LAPD going, look, we're not that bad. We have some right. black people and sometimes we let them be in charge. <laughs> like, it just feels... It's diversity higher. Yeah, for it movies. feels really bad. But he is telling them to hold, uh, but... Jack doesn't like it. His gut says he's going to blow it anyways. Um, so they have their, their timer is running out. Uh, mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Harry, who is, you know, Daniels is considerably older than Graves right. at this point. Uh, gives him a little pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Uh, there's a hostage situation. And the, the criminal, the terrorist, whoever it is, the hostage taker, has uh, is running for a plane with this woman, and she's between you and them. You're a hundred you're hundred yards away. What do you do? And Jack's looking around. Jack's looking around. Jack is on comms, chewing a lot of gum. That yes. is my big problem with his character. I'm like, hey, on comms, could we not chew gum? Because everybody can hear you. Just right. It's a lot of mouth sounds coming from Keanu's character. Jack says, uh, shoot the hostage. And Harry's like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, go for the good shot, or go for the good wound, and he can't get to the plane with her, and then you're, you've got a clear shot. So his, his, he basically says, shoot that hostage in the leg. That is what he is saying. Right. Hold on to that, guys, because uh, it's coming back real soon. And uh, Jack realizes, yeah, he's like, I don't like this. They've got like... Ten minutes left, but he doesn't. He doesn't think they're going to be able to get. Right. He thinks it's going to go wrong, regardless of what happens. And uh, he goes up to. He runs up to the roof, and he hooks the elevator to a crane that is yeah, it looks happens like to be on the roof under construction on yeah. the roof there's a construction crane up on the roof he uh-huh. hooks that to the elevator right. and uh and and as they run up to the roof Harry's like what are you going to do shoot the hostages and he says no we're going to take them out of the equation i'm right. going to do this whole movie verbatim it's not good i got to stop but uh he hooks them up hopper is our bomber, Dennis Hopper, uh-huh. is our bomber. He is uh, in the building. Mm-hmm. We found it. He's in the basement uh, posing as a repair person and has ears on the system. Right. Can hear what's kind of going on. Uh, and he knows something's gone wrong. And we know it's him and we know that he's there because a security man goes down, tries to clear him out, and he does stab that man in the ear with a screwdriver. Yeah. It's very violent, and it right. is two I like minutes it, into the scene. I like <laughs> it because the it's the first thing that you see, mm-hmm. and you know that he's not messing around with Mm-mm. you. He's going to kill you. He will kill you. He does right. not have any compunction. It's about straight up killing right. a person. And and unlike a lot of bombers uh-huh. who are squeamish about in-person killing, yeah. he has no such compunction nope. because all. he did kill that man with a screwdriver and his bare hand. Uh, not remotely with a detonator, which yeah. is, you know, one of the reasons that bombers bomb is because they don't want to stab or no, This shoot. is just a really angry guy. Oh, he's so mad. Yep. He's so mad he and he just money. wants his money. Uh, 
And uh, so he hears that there's some shenanigans going on, and uh, he blows the bomb. And they're able to, he's able to stop, because Jack has hooked this thing up, it slows the thing down enough, and then we, they go in through the side, through a a hatch, Mm because this is an express elevator, so it only stops it on the floor that it was started on, and on the bottom. And uh, they are able to open a hatch, get everybody out, of course, it's, there's a, they're too high, and then there's a drop, and then there's a drop, and then there's right. another drop, and then it's going to go, and there's one lady back there, and she finally, she's scared, but they get her out, and she loses her shoe. She doesn't fact say, my shoe! I'm like, yes. oh, your whole ass body was about to die. So, mm. She was a little irritating to me. Uh, and then, yeah, no, I, there's always but one where you're just like, really? Uh, and uh, they get him out, and Jack's like, he blew it, or, like, is your watch wrong? Right. And Harry's like, no, he blew it early. And Jack's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. Why would he, he, that, he loses his money. He loses his $3 million, which is what he had asked for. Right. If he blows it early, Mm -hmm. uh, so he must be here. And they're like, oh, well, you know, they emptied all the passenger trains. What about the freight elevators? And I'm like, y'all didn't think about the freight? Okay. Good job, LMPT, but okay. So he's on the freight elevator. Mm -hmm. He being Hopper. Our bomber. Okay. They go to break into the elevator. There's some shooting. Uh, Harry falls into the elevator. Jack jumps in after him. Uh, Hopper's got... Hopper picks up Jeff Daniels by the nose in a move I've never seen before or since. And seems extremely painful. Yes. He hooks him like a fucking fish and yes. lifts him. Oh, it's rough. Uh, and I feel like it might have been improvised. It might have been. Hopper might have just been like, this is what I do. He does that, I think. Because he's only got one hand because he's holding a switch on a bomb because he's wearing a bomb vest as well to get himself out of it. You might see that one again in Blue Velvet. I think he gets to Kyle McLaughlin that way, like literally. Really? That's like his deal. That's crazy. This is a Dennis Hopper special. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah, I've only ever seen one scene of Blue Velvet before, so it wasn't that one. And uh, so they, he's got Harry, and Harry is, and Jack's holding a gun to both of them, but doesn't mm-hmm. have a clean shot because he's holding Harry in front of him. And Harry says, "Shoot the hostage," and Jack does. So right. Keanu Reeves will shoot a bitch right in the leg, <laughs> and uh, that causes Dennis Hopper to let right. Harry go. And then he, Jack's got a clean shot, doesn't fucking take it, and Dennis Hopper walks through the garage door, uh, or walks through the door into the garage, and then an explosion happens. Right. And the next thing we see is an award ceremony where Harry is on a cane because he did get shot in the fucking leg. It happens to the and, best of us. And uh, they're all saying that they got him and they won and Jack and everybody's like, Jack, you were lucky. This was not, this was a win, but like, don't get fucking cocky about it because we were very lucky that not everybody died. Everybody should have died. We like, there's a, there's a point where they don't know that he's hooked the crane to the elevator. Uh So they hear the thing go and then it like falls and stops. 
and the, the cops are outside the bottom floor of the elevator waiting for it to explode. And one of I don't know if it's Joe Morton or the other mm. cop that's like, this is normally where they go boom. I'm like, normally? <laughs> How the He's fuck really good at his job. Are you doing this <laughs> normally? Uh, so, yeah. So, then we see after the day after the party. Sorry, but you cannot step on that. The day after the party, or the award ceremony, uh-huh. Jack's uh, hungover, but up, getting some, uh, like a breakfast sandwich or whatever, and some coffee. Right. Uh, says hey to a bus driver in his neighborhood, goes to get in his car, and that bus driver does get back into his bus, and that bus does explode. Oh, to no. smithereens, yes. And then the phone rings, a payphone. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Ding dong. Let's explain to you. I have an archaeology minute. A payphone is a phone that just is put in place in a city, and mm-hmm. you can go up to it and put coins in it, and right. then put your face up to where everybody else's face was, and talk to a loved one, or a drug connection, which is probably all they're used for I just, these days. I, I, I don't know. Are there still any around? Few. Okay. There are a few. Uh, from the days before, we all carried a phone with us. Right. And so he hears the phone, and he goes and answers the phone, and uh, he hears that voice, pop quiz, hot shot, there's a bomb on a bus. If that bus drops below 50, oh, th- that, uh, when the bus hits 50 miles an hour, the bomb is activated. If the bus drops below 50, right. it'll explode. What do you do? And uh, Jack's like, fuck, we thought you were dead. But he's not dead. He's nope. alive. He's alive. <laughs> and Jack's like, okay, cool. Uh, I need to know the number of the bus. And a Hopper immediately is like, why do you think I'm going to tell you that? And Jack's like, yeah, because if, if I don't know what bus it is, we can't play this game. Right. You can't get any money. So, yeah, you're going to tell me yeah. where your fucking hostages are. Because otherwise, you're just a terrorist bombing a bus. There's no... You're never going to get your money. No one's going to give it to you. Now. So he's like, oh, there are rules. Good job. And so it's 25-25. That's the bus. And Jack fucking hangs up on him and takes off. He doesn't call anyone yet. No, it's, there's a, a whole element of... Keanu Reeves' athleticism in this movie, where he's oh yeah, he's doing full yeah Tom Cruise nice hand running. <laughs> he's jumping in and out of elevators. He's yeah, it's really interesting watching him be that physical in a part. I mean, and he's I mean he's that physical in other parts. Yeah, but there's a like a, a period of time when he's doing a lot of drama, and you don't see him get that physical. And then he's doing this really physical part, and then he's doing kind of dramas, and then he does. Mm-hmm. He goes to, I guess, The Matrix would be the next big physical thing that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> again, it, I guess people underestimate how many kinds of performance he can turn in. Yeah, and has. Yeah. And they want to mock his Shakespeare performance, which bums me out, because I think it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, all in all. So Jack takes off, uh-huh. and he's going to try and catch this bus before it hits 50 miles an hour. Right. That's the goal. So then we cut over to the bus, and who do we see? We see Annie. We see Sandra Bullock looking adorable and very 1994 in this outfit. Right. She's fucking she does. running after a bus. She's trying to, she's got a cigarette in her hand, and she's yelling, Sam, Sam. 
And she <laughs> runs up and he's laughing and acting like he's not going to let her on the bus. Right. I'm like, bitch, you don't want to get on that bus. But she does get on that bus. Uh, and then she sits down and they get onto the freeway and they start going. And uh, there's a whole sequence where Jack tries to stop the bus before it gets on the freeway and Sam does not stop or listen to him, even though he is flashing a badge. I'm like, well, right. that's ballsy. There's an issue because there is a dude on the bus who sees a cop trying to get on the bus and he's like, um, fuck, that's for me, even right. though it's no, super, it's not is it? Him. It's not about no you. I don't know you, you, man. <laughs> I don't Let's know you. Let's just be you. a couple of cool guys being cool. Being cool. And, uh, so he, they end up getting on the freeway. Keanu Reeves basically commandeers another car. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a convertible with the license plate Tune Man. Okay. Uh, when he goes to take it, the guy, the because he's got his his badge out, he's like, "This is I did not steal. It's a black man driving uh. this car." I did not steal this car. This is my car. It's right. not stolen. <laughs> and Keanu's like, uh, it is now. <laughs> he takes, he's like, get over. And he takes control of the vehicle and he's trying to catch up. He's trying to beat on the door, trying to keep him under 50, right. but it doesn't happen. He does end up getting in front of them, writes a note, bomb on bus that flies up into the. Uh, yeah, that was very kind of. Um, Mid fifties dramatic. Yes, off the 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 paper flies up and hits the windshield of the bus, and the bus driver sees it and immediately takes his foot off the gas. Doesn't break, which is great, but he's already going fifty five. So it's speed up, speed up, speed up. What do we need to do? And Jack does uh, ask if this car is insured, and then does go over to the other lane and full on take off that door by just breaking next to the bus, which just takes off that, just opens that door, takes it right off. And then he does jump into the bus. At which point, I mean, we've got people on the bus going, don't let him on, don't let him on. We've also, that's what Andy's saying. We've also got people going, he's really got a hard on for this bus. And I'm like, no. So, Keanu Reeves drags, or dra- Jack, his name is Jack, drags himself up onto this bus, tells mm-hmm. the bus driver, you need to stay above 50. Uh, at this point, we switch back over into the police station, and they're like, uh, bus just exploded, and we've got another bomb threat on, an- on another bus. Right. Uh, it's And then... Harry, because Harry answers the phone and he's like, you better be fucking coming in. I dra-, and he is dr- he was drunk the night before and he is right. hung the fuck over today. He's like, I dragged my ass in here. You better get your ass in here. And, and then it's not that. It's we got the guy's back. It's the guy's back. Right. It's him. It's, you know. And uh, Harry hangs up and they're like, well, where the fuck's Jack? And Harry's like, where do you think he is? He's on the bus. <laughs> of course he is on the bus. And so now they're, and, and, uh, they now want to, he wants all the photos of bombers because he's seen him. Harry saw him. Jack saw him. They know what this dude looks like. Uh, and Jack has to diffuse the situation with the quote-unquote criminal on the bus. He's a Latin-looking man who has a gun, (laughs) who pulls a gun, and Jack tries to calm him down. He's like, I'm not here for you. 
It's not about you. I don't care. I'm sure you're sorry. I don't care about your crime. I just need everybody in here to chill the fuck out. And and the dude starts freaking out. He brandishes his gun. He says, stop the bus, stop the bus. And Jack has to be like, I, he can't. And I have to tell everybody why. And everybody, right. hey, sorry. I didn't want to have to tell you like this. But there is a bomb on this bus. And it is set to explode if we drop below 50. Which, here's my first thought. <clears throat> They're okay. on a freeway in L.A. They are yeah. deeply fucked. <laughs> they are deeply, deeply fucked. I remember when I was a kid going to L.A. and just seeing how much it all looked like a painting. Mm. It's like, oh, these things move. You know, they, it was really, it was, oh, God, I remember spending hours trying to get off of a freeway. I, I have never driven. Oh, yes, yeah. no, I have driven in L.A. once. Uh-huh. Um, I do remember driving as a power being a passenger in LA and just not liking the freeways because we were all going 80 uh, and there were so many cars, just six wide uh, hundreds in a row. And if anything happened to any one of them, we were all fucked yeah. because that we were all going way too fast to be able to avoid I think that, that an was, issue. It was one of those instances where it was the middle of the afternoon and just getting from one place to the other took forever. Mm-hmm. And it, most of the time, mm-hmm. most most daytime driving in L.A. is a nightmare. Right. Between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., right. getting anywhere takes whatever the just regular drive time would be times right. a multiplier yeah. and it just depends on what time that like it's it's nuts oh god um, yeah it's traffic can be bad here but it's not like it is there no and uh but my thought was yeah i'm like they're gonna hit some sort of thing where they're not gonna be able to drive and then well that's kind of what the but, movie is it's like obstacle after obstacle it is after and obstacle. that's the thing it just goes like yeah. it goes so he's on the bus oh and so then there's a tussle the gun is discharged and the driver of the bus is shot. Right. And Annie dives in to help Sam. They are uh-huh. friends, whatever version of friends they, they are. And she tries to stop the bus and he's like, you can't stop. It has to stay above 50. Right. That's actually, I think, when he tells them right. what's going on. And they get Sam out and, and now Annie is driving the bus. Because, right. of course, she is. She's Sandra Bullock. She's third build in this movie. Third. After Dennis Hopper, <laughs> who we've we've seen, although we do see him pretty regularly, right, he's almost that. always by himself, which is so great. I love it. And he's also interacting a lot with um, television cameras yes. and security cameras, and yeah, it's not just him. He is interacting the way that I interact with media, talking right. back to it, yeah, laughing about it. She's driving the car or the the bus. He's shot. They're all, everybody's worried. He's given instructions that nobody can get off the bus. Right. Uh, and they realize that he can see everything that's happening because there are now news vans following them. Uh-huh. Uh, they get a police escort. And the helicopters, of course. Uh, they get a police escort and they're trying to get off the freeway. But through a series of people being in the motherfucking way they failed to get off the freeway the way that they needed to get off the freeway they get off the freeway they sideswipe a fuck ton of cars which is why i think it's hilarious when later on the news you just hear one of the anchors go 
there's been several close calls between the bus and, and vehicles. I'm yeah. like, what do you consider a close call? Because they just sideswiped like 90 cars in a row That's at great. above 50 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, uh, they Because they get off a turn, there's no lane for them, so they just take out all of the cars in the right. far lane. Uh, they are on the streets. There's a soft, they're supposed to make a soft turn. And as they're going up to that, there's a woman who is walking out into the street with a buggy. And Sandra Bullock looks away and looks back and, of course, hits that buggy. Freaks the fuck out. Because she she thinks she just killed a baby. Uh, It's cans, everybody. It's cans. It's a buggy full of cans. And uh, at that point, they're going to make a soft turn and get onto this freeway that uh, is being built or but hasn't opened yet. And then they'll just have time and space and they'll be able to think about what they're going to do without everybody in LA being a possible victim of this bomber and she goes to make the soft turn and a bunch of kids in a fucking field trip are crossing the street and she can't make the turn Uh, and meanwhile we find out uh, you know Annie's talking to Jack and she's like I should tell you that the reason I'm on this bus is because I did have my license (laughs) taken away from me but for speeding, of course you did. Right. Uh, we've, we've, we, there are other people on the bus. We've got Gigantor, whose name is Ortiz. Right. He's a construction worker, big dude. We have Alan Ruck, who is a tourist to well, L.A. I, was, I did not, I guess the first time I saw this film, I hadn't seen any of the other films that he was popular Oh, you hadn't for. seen, like, Ferris so Bueller's like, Day I'm going, That's oh, the one. okay, there he is. I know that guy. And he's actually really funny. He is very funny. He's very funny on this. He, but he is he is a man who you are unsurprised is a sightseer in L.A. alone. Right. He does he not have a girlfriend lines or a child with him. He is... You know, I'm gonna, we're going to go to the airport. I've already seen I've the already airport. I've already seen the airport. It, like, it doesn't occur to him how much danger he's in. Yes. There is an older woman who is scared. Um, she stopped driving because the driving gave her too much stress. And now she could just sit on the bus and relax all the way to work. Yeah, lucky her. And which at a point Annie is like, I love my car. I miss right. my car. And uh, so these are some of the people in our neighborhood. <laughs> There's an, an Asian woman uh-huh. uh, who's quiet and has a skirt on. She She's important later. Uh, so they're coming up to this now. This ugly turn is what mm-hmm. Mac says. Right. It's going to be ugly. And uh, she's like, "That's a dead end." And he's like, "No, no, it's a, it's a turn. You're gonna, you can make it." And she's like, "We're not gonna fucking make it. We're gonna tip over." And he's like, Ooh, "We are gonna tip over. Everybody, get to this side of the bus." And then she, you know, fucking has to put her leg up on the dashboard and crank this car. He's pulling it too. Right. They do almost tip over. This bus really leads to a quite an angle. It's like a. 45 degrees. There's a couple of gags they do in this movie that just this one and the freeway jump. This one, this one I buy the freeway jump. The freeway jump, I I don't buy that a bus (laughs) is going to be airborne for 50 feet. Mm. But I think that aside from that one, the rest of it seems just on one side of plausible. Like, I can see that. I can see that. That I can't see. But Yeah. yeah, like, yes, there's a thing that happens later where I'm like, no fucking way. But okay, we'll get there when we get there. 
So they he, they do make it. They make the turn, and then they're on the freeway, and they're good. And Mac is like, "All right, great. Let's get some people. Or let's get some uh, trailers. We're gonna get these people off this bus." And uh-huh. uh, he's like, "No, he can see us." And he points to the news. Yeah. Van or news shop, whatever. He's talking to the to the guy and or to to Dennis Hopper, and Dennis Hopper's like, "You can't have anybody." They try and say, well, "What about?" Say like we've got an the, right. the driver's been shot, and he's and meanwhile Dennis Hopper is referring to the wildcat behind the wheel and some other things. That's a it's a little foreshadowing for hint, later. Hint, hint. Oh, and then um, Keanu has to look under the bus because he needs to see what the bomb is. Right. He's on the line with Harry, who is the one that has the experience, right? Right. So he goes under the thing and. Like, looks under the bus, and he starts explaining, just describing this bomb. It's a lot of C4, uh, and the timer is a gold pocket watch, or a gold wristwatch, like a shitty gold watch. And um, there's a dummy timer. There's no, right. way to, there's no way to disarm it yeah. that they can see, and so they don't. So he comes back up. Uh, there's a very funny line where when when tra- Jack sees the full extent of the bomb, he just goes, fuck me. And <laughs> Alan Ruck's character is like reporting what he's saying right. over the phone or the radio. And uh, he's like, uh, oh, darn. He's <laughs> so good. Uh, and then what? And then what happens? Then I think uh, it's They, he he says yes, you can let the driver off, but only mm. the driver. It's that's it. Well, also, the, the, the we, wounded driver. The wounded driver, and also we we understand that this is not about Jack. I mean, it is a little bit about Jack, but mostly it's about money. Uh-huh. It's about money. Do him. Right. <laughs> His he he lost out on three million dollars because Jack fucked him at the elevator thing right. so now he wants 3.7 million dollars he's like you know i owe i earned it it's my money and uh you're gonna give it to me <laughs> and he does at some point in one of these conversations say something like uh they give you a thank you a farewell and a sorry about your hand a shit oh, a shitty watch a, a farewell and a, a sorry about your hand Something like that. Right. And uh, that's when Harry is like, oh, cops, I need, I, need, uh, I need retired cops, not necessarily from here, but live here now. And right. uh, from the last five years that lost their job in some sort, uh, and a bomb person, because he doesn't have an, M- he uses all different kinds of explosives, he uses all well, different his, kinds of triggers, his, his the watch is a shitty timer. <laughs> the guy knows everything. Yes. He knows all the moves, all he knows what kind of bombs, he's not favoring any kind of bombs. Nope. He's bombing elevators, he's bombing buses, he's doing everything. And he's, he's using police protocol against them, right. he knows what they're going to do. So he's like, this is a cop. Uh, and they do find out that it is, what is his name? Howard Payne, former Atlanta Police Department bomb squad officer. Hadn't paid attention to that. Howard Payne. Howard right. Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. And uh, 
you know, a bomb squad officer until an right. explosion left him with fingers numbering nine. So he does have a disfigurement on one of his hands. That's not what made him evil, everybody. Nope. <laughs> that's not it. That's helped. not it. No, we don't. No, we're not doing that. Uh, and they do let the police officer off. Or the, not the police officer. The bus driver. They let the bus driver off. Uh-huh. Um, but the scared lady tries to go off after. And the fucking cops are like, come on, come on, come on, do it, do it, do it. And she steps one step into the well and is reaching across. And Dennis Hopper sees it uh-huh. and blows a separate bomb that's just in the well. Yeah. And takes and she goes under the bus. And she dies. Mm, yeah. And Annie does not handle that very nope. well. Later, she says, because um, she's crying, she's talking to Jack, and she's like, when she went under, I mm-hmm. thought that when the bomb went off, I thought that was it. I was dead. And then she disappeared, and I was relieved. Or And, 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 right. she, and then she disappeared, and he goes, and you were relieved because you're still alive. Right. It's not, you are, you are not the bad guy in this. No. He, the bomber is the bad guy. It is not. It, that was a human you. reaction. Right. No, you, I'm alive. You are not I'm a happy. bad person right. because that's what happened. That is just what's going to happen in your right. mind. Like, there's no way that you wouldn't feel that way. And you're going to feel shitty about it. But that is not. Right. You didn't kill that woman. This asshole killed that woman. Uh, they find out that, of course, this is when Joe gets the, the word. Um. Hey, that freeway's not in use because it's not done. Oh, my God, yeah. And then they fast and furious as shit. And they're like, uh, there's a gap. <laughs> there's a gap in the freeway. It's at the top of an interchange. or It's at an interchange. Uh-huh. And they don't even know if there's going to be an incline. There's a gap in the freeway. It's 100 feet. Mm. 50 feet? I thought it was 50 it's feet. 50 but it feet. Right. Y'all. It doesn't matter. And... Uh, Really, bitch? Uh, and Jack is like, well, we're going to fucking floor it. We're going to hope it's at the top of an incline and we're going to be able to jump it. Because here's the reality of it. Uh, if we stop this bus, we're going to die. Yeah. We're going to die in a fire explosion one way or the other. We may as well try. Yeah. I think that's his... One of the things I liked about this movie, and I mentioned to you at the time, how Los Angeles is equally seen as your city of dreams and how everything goes wrong. The freeway isn't completed. Uh, you can't. Uh, he couldn't make a right turn because of all the the yeah the paparazzi. It's it's showing it basically as oh everything could go right here and everything can go horribly, horribly wrong, wrong. Yeah. with one little thing. Yep. And yeah, that's so, true. And so I like the fact that instead of making it, you know, when you're watching a film like uh, the Taking of Penel Penel one two three, it's where it's kind of like. New York is sort of grungy and mm. grimy, and but at the same time we can pull things through. This is more like, oh no, this is a crapshoot whether he'll survive or not. Yeah, yeah. I like LA that. is. I like that. The fact that yeah, it's sunny, it's breezy. There's the music in the background. There's all the excitement, and then there's a the chance that you're just going to die walking off yeah. your bus. Well, and think about when was the when was the OJ? When was the OJ chase? Was it after this? It was a, it was a week later. Holy right. shit. That's crazy. I did not know that, and that's a weird bit of context, everybody. Uh, Yeah, so where was I? So they're going to jump. They're going to speed up. Everybody hold on. We're going to jump this thing. And 
they do. <laughs> Y'all, they do. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. He covers Sandra with his body. It's so good. And she's like, oh, God, oh, God. And she's like flooring it. And right. she's got this big thing. And she's just like, we're going to die. <laughs> like, fuck. And they do jump it. The way that it is shot is smart. Because there's no way that you right. can just show it in a wide that's, shot. That's kind of, that's what I like about this film as opposed to the Fast and the Furious, for instance. Where they're going to one of their films where they will show you the entire thing from a long shot going, wait, what angle are we at? Are we on a satellite? How does this work? I don't mind that. Uh, it just seems but so... But I'm like, this yeah. is with a miniature, right? That's a right. Hot Wheels car that's doing that. <laughs> it's the only way that that bus lands is, right. uh, yeah, with CGI. And uh, they make it, and just past that, he sees that there's an exit to the airport. And he get, he goes and takes the airport right. and exit. Uh, and Mac is like, woohoo, that's great because it's restricted airspace, so they won't have the choppers overhead. Right. And so they get out there. Um, Jack gets permission to get off the bus. Um, because Mac immediately wants to unload the passengers, and Jack's like, he'll be ready for that. I don't right. think that we're there yet. And there's no reason to think that, but he's right, turns right. out. Uh, so Jack gets off. He says he'll be back. And he just very gracefully steps off of the bus in a way that is, especially given how he got on earlier right. and will get on again, It's his his dismounts are way more graceful than his uh, mounts. But the other thing we should mention is that going into the airport, that they take out their wheels. They do. Wheels, they have to drive through... One of those don't drive over this, there's spikes things, yeah. and it takes out a wheel. Uh, now, here's the thing on a bus. They're like double wheeled, and there's a bunch of them. So right. it's driving fine. Right. But that's she definitely did do that. So that's going to come back later. So then Jack, she's circling the outside of the airport. Uh-huh. And... It was funny because they wanted her to stop for a checkpoint. I'm like, you're going to find a bomb on this bus, so we don't need a checkpoint. We'll just tell you there is, in fact, a bomb. And obviously he's killed a woman trying to get off the bus. On this bus, right. So, yeah, there's no... So, yeah. So, they go... uh, So, then Jack gets onto, like, a wheelie cart in front of them and then wheels underneath him. And he's got Harry in his ear. Uh And... He tries to disarm the bomb, but he can't do it. And then as they're going to pull him out on... I I don't even understand how this cabling and keeping him level works, but uh, a piece of the rubber from one of the tires comes out and hits him and like sends him off course, sends him kind of splitting back. The the core breaks, and then he's just under the bus on a wheelie thing uh, uh, between the wheels of the bus and he uh, she's like oh god we're dragging him see if you can see him under there they can't see him because he's between the wheels right and he pulls out a this is the second time something gets stabbed with a screwdriver in this movie and this time it's the fucking gas tank right so he like stabs the screwdriver in there to give himself something to hold on to with his biceps so strong in this movie and then they do find him, and they do drag him up through the middle panel in the bus. Right. And she, he goes up to see how Annie is doing. Annie is Sandra Bullock's character. 
And uh, Annie is mad, and she hits him, and she's like, wait, what's that smell? And he's like, gas. And she's like, we're leaking gas. He's like, we are now. <laughs> she's, so you just need another challenge or what? Like, what's that? Now we got to get a refuel out here, like, quick, because right. that gas tank is dropping. And this is when they figure out it's Howard Payne and Jeff Daniels and all of the other people go with SWAT to Harry pa- Harold Payne's house right. to stop him from there so that they can get it. Then they can unload these people from the bus and it's fine. Uh, but they do go to his house and that is not where he is. <clears throat> and Jeff Daniels does get exploded to death. Yes, it's a booby trap. And it's so sad. Yeah. I did not know that he was going to The first time I saw this movie, I was shocked. I was a child. I didn't know you could kill one of the main characters. I was like, the fuck is going on? So, yeah. So, Harry does die. Jack does not take it well. He does punch a lot of things, freak out. Um, and he calms him down because they love each other. Um, and then he realizes when he gets back on the phone... With With Mr. Payne. With Payne, yeah, Yeah. with with Dennis Hopper's character. Sorry, I got lost. Right. That he could see them because he does refer to Sandra Bullock as a wildcat again, at which point Jack sees her sweatshirt as an Arizona State Wildcats sweatshirt. Right. He's like, so he's been watching them the whole time. He sees right behind the like little. You know, revere like little flappy sun flap uh-huh. up on the bus thing. He looks and there is a camera and he there is a feed going into the camera and he's like, Okay, he's watching us. So he he sees everything. So if you guys and, and they're still waiting on gas and their gas is getting very low and they're right. like he's like, We're not gonna be able to keep this much much longer. So um, there are news vans outside. They say, tap into the feed, record the feed. And Jack tells everybody on the bus, just look defeated. Don't make any large movements. And then we're going to, you know, loop the tape. Now, what they want is like five, six, seven minutes of right. tape. They don't have five, six, seven minutes of time. So what they right. get is like a minute of tape and then they loop it and feed it back to, to, to Dennis Hopper's character. At which point they very quickly get out some like a, a one of those buses that you take when your plane can't come all the way to the airport. Right. The, the airport itself, you got to go out <laughs> out to it. And uh, they get all of the passengers off the bus, except Annie, because she is driving the bus. Uh, the last one to go is Alan Ruck, uh, the most obnoxious character, but now everybody kind of loves him. Um, they do support him and get him off safely. And then it's Jack and Annie on the bus, and his plan is to wedge a pipe into the wheel well of the bus so that it never drops below 50. And then they're going to put some vests on. She's got a vest, he's got a vest, like a like a Kevlar vest. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get on the the door of the trap that goes underneath the bus, which technically shouldn't fit through the door that it... Right. Like, through the hole that it is the door of, but 
he does it. I don't know. Diagonals, I guess. It's how he makes it happen. And then they're going to use run a cable and release themselves. That thing has wheels on the bottom. So uh-huh. as soon as they hit the ground, provided they miss the wheels of the bus, because it's in the middle. So go around and around, can, I hear. Yeah, he just did this. It didn't go well, but uh-huh. he's going to try again, because why wouldn't you? Um, and then they're going to be pooped out the back end of the bus. And the bus is going to continue its velocity straight into whatever. Which, right. they're in an airport. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and it, it feels like they didn't plan. tell anybody the plan because right. the airport doesn't seem ready for it because yeah. they do do that. And then the bus, because of the way that they had to tie the steering wheel to the cord to let them out, the bus is turning, and the bus does turn into a huge cargo right. plane and does blow both of those things yeah, up. Yeah, which was... Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it, every explosion has to be bigger than the previous right. explosion, and we've already seen a bus explode, so now we have to watch a bus plus Elevator, plane Elevator, bus, bus plus plane. Yes, those are the explosions in, in order. And then it gets worse. And then we get a call... And it's Harold Payne asking where his money is because he's got 45 minutes and he's like, this is, I got to tell you what to do with my money. Right. And they're like, tell him to go fuck himself. And Jack's like, he doesn't know that we got, he doesn't know. Right. We can catch him because he does not know that he doesn't have any leverage. So go along with him, do what he wants. He says, put it in, uh, uh, in a, put the money in a trash can on this corner. And then we do see them putting that money in the trash can on that corner. And he's he's in a building that can see that corner. So he sees them do it. And then he's looking and he's seeing snipers in right. various Everywhere. places. And he's like, well, oh, Jack, you could have been a good cop. And I'm like, he is a good cop. He's done exactly what you knew he was going to do. Duh. But then he looks, he sees something out of the corner of his eye. And he sees, oh, no, that Asian lady with the skirt on, her skirt did fall. And so when the thing resets, like, her on the loop, uh-huh. her skirt, like, disappears and comes back and disappears again. Yeah. There's, like, a... And he knows, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't have any hostages anymore. And now he's mad again because his money. He's not going to get his money. Uh-huh. So, but then he's looking out and he sees... And this is where I lose it. I'm like, hey, guys, this is a terrible idea. The, the jump off the freeway was what made you lose it. Nope. Was when... that was not the, that's not the most unbelievable part of this movie. The most uh. unbelievable part of this movie is they would allow Annie to go to the scene of the drop. Uh-huh. Because, A, he knows what she looks like. <laughs> B, she is a bystander with serious injuries and trauma who needs to be debriefed this bitch needs to go to the hospital right. she did she was in the ambulance with jack and i'm like right. did they have sex in there i don't know maybe um and he's like stay here and she's like okay but then she does get out of the ambulance and she's looking around and Could he sees her harold Payne sees her and understands mm. that they are here and they're going to try and scoop him and he's like no, no 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 because i'm smartest i'm smarter than you and so he goes down in his cop uniform. And the other thing that they did was they brought her to the scene of this drop and they didn't show him a, show her a picture of the perpetrator of these crimes, which they have. They know what this man looks like. They have his shot from work. They know his face. They should have shown her his face if they were going to put her in his vicinity. Right. 
he knows what she looks like and she doesn't know what he looks like. She, he does say, oh, that, you know, Jack asked me to come get you and take you this way. And she's like, uh, okay. And she does go with him. And now, oops, she's a hostage again. He's having a bad day. Uh, Jack realizes something is wrong when the money doesn't get picked up and it's late. And he's like, the suit's never late. Check the tracker on the money. Uh-huh. And it's moving. The money is moving. Well, yeah, they put it like this guy has a great knowledge of the city. Mm-hmm. And so. I made they, a plan. Like, right. it's dumb. They put uh, the bag of cash inside of a trash can and not realizing that he just dug beneath it. He dug beneath it. So it right. just went all the way down. So yeah. he's in the tunnels and the su- in the subways, basically, because uh-huh. there is subway in LA, guys. Right. Uh, and. They see that it's moving, and they go, and they realize, oh, Jack finds him, comes up on him. He does have that bag of money, and he also does have Annie with a whole bunch of dynamite strapped to her body. That's bad. Uh, They get on a train. Everybody else gets off the train except the driver. The driver's in this... All the drivers... If you are a transit driver in L.A., you should have boycotted this movie because they kept killing them. They took every driver of a thing that got shot or straight-up murder-related. So the driver of the train is on the train. Jack is on the train. Annie's on the train. And Howard's on the train. And Howard's an asshole. Howard's a sadist. He is taunting Annie, uh, who is terrified. I love her. This is not because... You're a girl, buckaroo. Like, <laughs> this is uh, this is about Jack. This isn't about you. This is totally about you being a woman. But uh, I'm going to tell you that because I don't want my character to come across as sexist. Oh right, I'm not sex. I'm an equal opportunity asshole, mm. though. Yeah. Uh, she is handcuffed with her handcuffs or, or with her arms around a pole uh-huh. in the thing, and she's got the vest on, and he makes her hold the. Like the, the dead man switcher, right? For a while. Yeah. She holds it for a while. He holds it for a while. She holds it again. I think she's holding it when they go up on top of the roof. So um, the he does shoot the train conductor because the train conductor tries to call for help. Right. Um, and that does also, because shots are fired in there, uh, take out some of the brakes. I think right. the brakes is what he takes out. With with the with the gun firing, right. they do end up going. Jack is on the top of the train. Uh, Howard starts firing up there, but then he does climb up there, and they do fight. And Howard is saying things like, uh, "I'm going to best you because I'm better than you, and I'm smarter than you, and this, that, and the other." And uh, Jack looks up, and then he's like, "Yeah, but I'm taller," and he pushes his head up. Because he's underneath him, uh-huh. and uh, Dennis Hopper's head does get taken clean the fuck off yeah. by uh, one of those lights on the top of a subway. That was sort of surprising tunnel. too. It's surprising how violent this movie it's is. It's pretty violent, yeah. yeah. And so then Jack goes back downstairs and unplugs the, the explosives. Vest, right? Explosives. So she's not going to explode anymore, but she is still wearing a bunch of explosives. Uh-huh. Not the best situation. And he's called, and they're like, uh, the track isn't finished. The, tr- the track you're on, it's not, you know, done. Right. So um, that's really bad. So she's like, you're going to have to jump off the train. And Annie can't 
go anywhere because Annie is right. handcuffed around a pole and he does not have handcuff keys, which, hey, Jack, why not? You should have handcuff keys. But, um, and then she's like, okay, well, you got to go. Like, this sucks and I'm going to die, but you've got to go. And he's like, I'm not leaving you. Because, of course, because they love each other, you guys. Uh, and then he's like, well, I'm going to speed it up and we're going to try and shut the track. And she's like, you're out of your fucking mind. And he's like, it's all I can do. So he does speed it up. He does go over and they do a hold, hold each other around the pole and scrunch down. And then they do just blow a big hole into L.A. and then come to a halt. They don't explode. They do take out a bunch of, uh, you know, they, I think they stop right in front of Man's Chinese. Yeah. Uh, and then a bunch of people are taking their pictures and they're laughing and giggling because they're still alive. And also she says, well, we can't, you know, relationships that start after trauma never work out. And he's like, oh, is that so? And she's like, yep. And then they kiss and they are going to be together, but not forever because in Speed 2 they have broken up. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> which is wild why would you make speed 2 with a different dude whatever but that is the end of the movie yay it's speed and I love it so much so what appeals to you about it so much I like the action I like the romance I like the humor I like the uh, explosions getting ever bigger I like the Keanu Reeves and I like the Joe Morton and I like the Jeff Daniels and I like the Sandra Bullock and I like the Dennis Hopper. Those are the things that I like. Okay. What did you like in this movie? Um, Pretty much all the same. It just, it doesn't, uh, we've talked about that before. I like an action movie that doesn't stop. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It is, we are going. You're watching a film like... uh, Oh, God. I mean, the one that I saw when I was a kid, which is problematic, I suppose, in, in retrospect, but um, The Naked Prey. That uh-huh. movie starts in the first five minutes, and it does not let up. Right. Until the credits. It's That's a race, you, yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's like you are literally running against time. And there are some of the older Bond movies that were like that, too. You're like, wait, what, wait, what, what, wait, what? And it just kept going. And so I like movies like that. I like it when... You're in for a trip, and it just won't let you go until it's done. And yeah. uh, and that was kind of what the film was like for me. It's like, yeah, this is a bunch of people. There's um, there's some silliness to it, you know, the, the 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 jump and all, but there's also so much humor that you're not expected to take it seriously. Yeah. And no, it's just it's fun. I yeah. did, you know, there are like bloopers and things. Like, there's no way they bring her to the. Right, like no. she's not the one at the she, end. They're not going to pull her out. Um, Here, you can do it. There is an inconsistency of the beeps of the elevator floors when they're watching. They're counting them right. up at the very beginning. Yeah. And they, it, you're watching it go beep, and there's a number beep, and there's a number beep, and there's a number, and then it like switches to Joe's face or whatever, and then it goes beep beep, and then it goes back, and there's a. It, they've only skipped well, that, like one number. Yeah. Like it's just a weird. That was something when I was uh, like. But if you're going to make me watch this slow-mo count and that's what you're going to put on the big screen, right. make the numbers happen. <laughs> well, when I was a student filmmaker, there was a lot of talking about this film. And they're saying, well, you know, there's inconsistencies on on some of the stuff that happens. But I also felt like if that's what you're paying attention to, you're, you're lost with the spirit of the film. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Right. I didn't notice that until the fifth time I saw it or whatever. I remember um, <laughs> there's a story where Mark Hamill talked about shooting Star Wars. 
with uh, the scene where everyone jumps out of the of the trash compactor and you know, soaking wet. And, and right when they're about to start the take, Mark Hamill just says to the rest of the crew, wait a second, aren't we supposed to... Um, shouldn't we be wet jumping out of this trash compactor where we're all, you know... And then we run into the hallway and we're all perfectly dry? Yeah. And he says, no, Harrison Ford turns to him and goes, hey, kid, this isn't that kind of movie. Right, <laughs> right. Like nobody you're worried about that. But here's the thing. Yeah. On the fifth time, people start paying yeah. attention. But I mean, this whole thing was, you know, if they're paying attention to that and all the other nonsense going on in this movie, then we've lost them already, you know. And it, it sort of felt like that. Like, no, you're here to have a good time and it'll be really fun and enjoyable and whatever. And that'll that'll kind of be it. And... um I really enjoyed it for that. It's just like, yeah, we're going to keep going and keep going and keep going, and at the end of it, it'll be over. I'm really disappointed that they did a second one with only one of the main characters. Yeah. And it was like a money grab. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's a bummer. And so yeah. we don't talk about that one. Yes. I have seen it. It's on a boat also. Like, put it on a train. What do you... Right. That's uh, fine. Or don't make it. Right. <laughs> also, just make you Robert and Jason to, Patrick just yeah. have a an action movie that Sandra Bullock is also in. It doesn't need to be Annie. Uh, yeah, it really Wilkes. didn't mean a great deal to have her come back for that part. Yeah, no. Um, but just uh, ha- have have the two of them be other people. It's right. fine. It wasn't necessary to do this whole other thing to it, but. Um, but yeah, no, I really, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it now more because the first time I saw it, I was like, you know, thinking about it, going, well, this is a really weird film. Like, But when I saw it now, in the interim of action movies and adventures, so this is a lot more fun. Okay, what do you think of it as a top thriller? I think or top thrills? When I see it now, it really is a lot of fun. Yeah. I can see that as a top thriller. Because when we were watching... Uh, um, Robin Hood last week. Yes. There was that same feeling like, what the hell is going on? It's just going really fast. It's not, you know, you can sit there and go, well, the costumes are weird and anachronistic and this and that and this and that. But at the same time, you're watching a movie that tells the entire story Yeah. in an hour and a half or something. And it's a, it's yeah. a really... It's like 140, I think. 139. Yeah. It's really great watching Sony just going, oh, we're going to keep going until we have a story to stop telling and then we're going to t- stop it. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and if you like the people on the bus, um, I was there, too, as a podcast that I believe it's Matt Gorley does, where he talks to background actors uh, or supporting, you right. know, but, like, way supporting actors yeah. in, in films. Um about the various scenes, and he did a series of um, the uh, the other actors that were yeah. in the bus. Right. Uh, you know, because there's a woman who's like, looks like she's from the 50s with these big cat eye glasses. Yeah. And she doesn't say anything, I don't think, really. Like, she doesn't have right. a lot of, but she's there in every scene. The Asian woman is there in every scene. Ortiz has some speaks, some yeah. speeches, but he's not a big character. Um, Beth Grant is Helen, and she's the one who gets exploded. Uh, um, and you've seen her and other things. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's she's an actress out there. Well, all of these people contribute to the you know right. the fabric of this movie in a way that w- where if they weren't there, then this movie is not. It's nothing really. Yeah. I didn't realize that the train driver, um, 
The train driver? The, tra- the driver of the train that gets killed uh-huh. is Richard Schiff. Oh. I did not know that. He, uh, I don't even think he gets a whole line before they straight murder him. So, uh, but yeah, so that's speed. That's, that's number speed. 99 on the AFI list. I think it maybe should be higher, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I love it very much. You all should watch it if you haven't. So what's the next one on our list? Next on the list is the very first Coen Brothers movie, uh, Blood Simple from oh, yeah. 1984. It is a noir film. Yeah. Different kinds of thrills. I feel like it'll be less action-y. But I don't know, because yeah. we haven't watched it yet. Spoiler alert, we definitely have. But Well, I'm appreciating the fact that there's going to be different lists, or different kinds of, different kinds of, movies, of, yeah. of films in this list. So it's going to be comedy. There's going to be action. There's going to be horror. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, good thrill. I like it. Until next week when we do watch Blood Temple, do you have any recommendations I for I don't our... have a complete one. No? I've been, I've been in and out of sleep a lot. That's true. And so I can't really... I, there's one I want to recommend. I'll probably recommend it next, week, next time that we talk. Oh, because we've got to yeah. finish it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to have a, a film that, or a, a podcast, for instance, in the other case. That I recommended it, and the last episode was so... Trash? Not trash. It was just... It was leading up to leading up to leading up to something, and then just got sort of really kind of withered out. I'm going, wait, what? What What was that about? Mm. And I felt bad that somebody went around on my recommendation at some point going, this is going to be really great. At the end of it, they're going, well, what the hell was that what all about? What was that all about, yeah. Yeah, I hate when it... It's like every David Lynch movie. Well, I think that... Yeah, there's going to be some David Lynch... Well, you're going to see at least one that actually makes the most sense of all of his work. But um, but yeah, in general, there are some filmmakers or some storytellers where I'm like, I, I don't know what this is about. And I feel... I don't want to recommend something now until I'm pretty much completed with it so that I know yeah, it's good. that's fair. We've started a couple of things on Netflix right. that I am enjoying. Netflix, we started a thing, a series on HBO. We started a movie. Right. But none of them we have finished because... Yeah, yeah. The time is fleeting between yes. naps, and and uh, I'm getting to this point now where I'm falling asleep every hour or two, at times, and so I can't really keep up with uh, what am I watching. So yeah. th- there's that as an issue, but hopefully by next week we'll have it straightened out. What about you? I don't have anything in particular. I have a weird sort of um, almost meta okay recommendation, which is like last night uh, we first of all I watched the. Uh, Netflix movie Brazen, which is based on a Nora Roberts novel, and it stars um, Alyssa Milano looking gorgeous in 2022. Okay. But uh, that's not what I'm... She's 50. Can you believe it? Wow, yeah. Uh, That's not what I'm going to recommend. I mean, that movie's fine. If you like a Nora Roberts adaptation, you know, this is fine. As soon as I saw the murderer on the screen, I was like, oh, that's the murderer now. Like, it didn't, it was not. Right. It. I don't know if it was a, a compliment to the filmmaker that it was very much a, oops, here's Waldo situation. Right. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, that's the killer. Um, or if I'm too good at figuring that out, like, I don't, was your breadcrumb too big or am I, is it me? I don't know. Right. Uh, but, so that's entertaining. But after that, um, I wasn't tired yet. And I was like, okay, well, let me try and watch. An episode of a show that um, I've heard good things about, but wasn't sure if it was going to be my bag. Uh, and that show is Search Party. Um, my understanding is basically every season it changes because 
it breaks its conceit at the end of a season, and then now there's a new conceit for the following season. Oh, wow. I don't know. There's five seasons. I've never seen any of them. I admired admire Alia Shawkat, but I don't I haven't watched any of her stuff really. Okay. Um, she might be too young for me to like get or whatever. Okay. So I started watching the show. I watched about twenty minutes of it. I don't think it's for me at this time. I can see myself coming back to it and then binging it like I did Shit's Creek, which right. is what happened with Shit's Creek. I started watching it like three different times and I was like, no, nah, I'm not into it. No, I'm not into it. Okay, now today I'm very into it and I will watch it for six hours and then I'm like in it. Right. Uh, these are, you know, it's a sitcom, so I you can watch three of them in an hour. Okay. I got, like I said, 15 minutes in and I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's it. I, I don't think this is for me right now. I hate all of these people. Right. I hate, I don't. I like her character and I hate everybody else. And I'm just like, ooh, I'm not in the mood for a black comedy. But I could see myself being into it. And I recommend, so my, my recommendation, check out Search Party if you want to, but that's not it. What it is is if you've tried to watch something that people were telling you was good and you started it and you were like, no, nah, I'm not into it, give it another shot now and see if your life and circumstances okay. have changed your opinion. Right. Uh, I'm not saying everybody has to like everything, uh-huh. but sometimes something hits you in a really profound way where it hit you like a sack of bricks the previous right. year. Um, and after the two years that we've had, and and by we, I mean humanity has yeah. had, uh, I feel like the things that are going to bring people joy might be different than the things right. that would bring them joy two years ago. So, you know, try that thing that people thought you were going to love before because you might love it now. Okay. But also, don't feel bad if you don't love it and don't feel like you have to watch a whole thing if you're not enjoying it. Life is too short and there's too much that is good out there and that you will like. Yeah. And also, if you just feel like watching stuff you know you already like. Watch something you already know. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, some people I know are like, no, I don't rewatch stuff. I don't see why. I know we watch a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but there are things like this movie today, for <laughs> instance, that are like comfort watches for me. So if you've got a comfort watch, snuggle up with it, but don't be afraid to try a new thing that you couldn't get into before. I mean, it took me three tries with Schitt's Creek. It took me four tries with Lost. Uh-huh. Um, it took me several tries with The Walking Dead. Like I watched the first episode of The Walking Dead the day that it aired, and then I was like, Mom, I'm not into it. And it was like three years later where I was like, okay, I'm into it. And the same thing happened with Lost. I was like, I'm not into this. And then I watched an episode in the middle of season four, and I was like, I am into whatever it is now, so let me binge the last four seasons. Unfortunately, with technology, we can do that now. So, you know, go back and check check to see if The Wire is for you. (laughs) Check to see if if Mad Men or Friday Night Lights or something is for you. One of these properties that everybody has said oh you'd love this and then you try and you're like i do not love this you might love it now yeah that's the premise of our show and so for this week uh or for next week we're gonna watch blood simple, blood simple. 1984 okay joel and ethan cohen only one of them directed it i found out and the other one produced it a very young francis Dormant and jeff getz is that his name oh good lord the main character? Uh, his name just escaped me. Dan Hedaya. Uh, there's a couple of other actors that are just amazing in there. 
And the one that killed me was Barry Sonnefield. Oh, he's the cinematographer. Right, who went on to direct things like, you know, the, the Adams Family and Men in Black and all these sort of like really kind of quirky comedies doing this really kind of... John Getz, excuse John Getz. me. And M. Emmett Walsh, whose voice you will hear at the beginning and go, hmm, yeah. I know that name. And there's a man who made a whole career off of being as weird and gross as possible. He's a weird guy. And he is a weird gross in this as well. <laughs> and yes. You can tell 100% what he's going to be by the end of the film. Yeah. So we're going to watch that for next week, and we'll Uh talk to you about it then. Until then, uh, you can write um, well wishes and get wells and uh, tips and tricks and what you thought of speed and whether you think it should have been marked higher and whether you're going to watch along with us. You can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at latecomerspod or Facebook by searching latecomerspodcast in the search bar and until next time i would like to remind you to take your medicine and make your doctors talk to you and we remind you better, better late than never, never.